Welcome to the Leader Byte Podcast, hosted by Chester Goat. Bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Any topic is fair game here, because committed leaders bring it all to the table. Here's your host, Chester Goad. Hey, Leader Byte listeners, it's great to be back on. I felt like it's uh, been some time since a solo episode, so welcome to the Summer Shoutout Summer Solo episode. Uh, I've been working staying really busy, uh, doing some speaking and so forth. And today's focus is going to be on authenticity. This year, I've been working on trying to be more transparent, more authentic, for people to see more and more of the real me. So some of you may know that in the past few years, I've dealt with some health issues, and I've been working past those. And I've really started taking control of my personal well-being because doing that will help me be the best that I can be. Not who I want to be way out in the future, but who I am now, and working to really appreciate who I am in this moment and where I am in this moment. Uh, I think since my last solo episode, I've got back into the gym. I've lost 38 pounds since that episode, and I'm trying to stay more active, and I'm reading a little more these days. And I read an article recently about words or terms that have been listed as ineffective because they're overused. Uh, One of the words on that list was the word authenticity. Now, the explanation the article gave is that it's just been overused so much. But honestly, I'm not sure that many people who are using that term even really know what it means, much less live by it. I think if we were all living authentically, people would be so different, a few for the worse, but for the most part, most would be better. So maybe the word um, is being spoken too much, but it's not being lived too much. Uh, We'll get back to that in just a second. So do you Netflix? I mean, do you like Netflix? Are any of you Netflix bingers? Uh, I'm a Netflix binger. And I was watching a new series or a new-to-me series on Netflix called The Crown. Now, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's very well done. It tracks closely with the historic accounts of Queen Elizabeth II. And now, because it tracks closely with history, you can't have a series about the reign of Queen Elizabeth II without properly including some heavy focus on Sir Winston Churchill. I really love that because I'm a leadership person, and some of my favorite leadership quotes from Churchill are quotes like, It is a mistake to look too far ahead. Only one link in the chain of destiny can be handled at a time. Or, I never worry about action, only inaction. Those are two great quotes. Uh, But back to the Netflix binging. My favorite episode of The Crown is a particularly historically accurate episode where Sir Winston Churchill had befriended an artist named Graham Sutherland, and he and Parliament had commissioned the artist to create or paint an official portrait of Churchill, and he spent some time with him getting to know him. And ultimately, the painting was unveiled at this large gathering of diplomats and anyone who is anyone. And in the public ceremony, which you can actually find online, I think it was recorded by BBC, but Sir Winston Churchill called the painting a remarkable example of modern art. But privately, he was incensed. Churchill was angered by the painting. Uh, He called it malignant and filthy. Ultimately, while many people praised that painting, Winston Churchill was upset and sickened by it. So his wife, who knew that the painting upset him, but who also had originally remarked that the painting was really, quote, quite alarmingly like him, had it destroyed because uh, it upset him so much. So, 
While critics and even his own wife found the fainting to be really more of an accurate or true rendering, Churchill was upset. And it made me think about how we sometimes view ourselves differently than maybe we really are. One of the best things that we can do as leaders is to ask other people how they see us. Now, that's a scary proposition. Sometimes we don't want to hear what people really, really think. Uh, Sometimes we even take issue with our own authenticity. Think about it. Many of us, we don't like the sound of our own voices. Some don't like photos of themselves or looking in the mirror. Some people take uh, forever taking selfies just to get that right angle uh, because it would seem that, like Churchill, we don't want to view ourselves in an authentic, genuine light, but we think we do. Sometimes we struggle to accept ourselves, even our appearance, for who we are. Sure, there are some things we'd like to change. Don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's okay to make changes. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing, leaders. It's not about changing something so much as it is about being who you are right now, all of who you are, and doing your very best to accept that. You know, Try to surround yourself with people who build you up, and when you can't avoid it, and you have to be around those people who bring drama or negativity to your life or to who you are. Take the opportunity to shine your light. Let your authenticity show even more. And when they give you grief, you give grace. When they give grief, you give grace. Um, you're the whole package. You are not your appearance. You are not your job. You are not this or that. If there was anything I could help you understand, it would be this. You are who you are when you're thinking and breathing. And that song that's in your soul or in your heart will be reflected in your spirit. And it often comes out in how we treat other people. Other people will notice it when you unleash the real you and you stop worrying so much about what other people think. You know, I love that there's a Dave Willis quote that I love. It says, worry occupies that part of your heart where faith should live. When you stop worrying about what other people think, uh, even with all your flaws and shortcomings, you're going to break free. And you're going to be yourself, and you're going to transform into the leader that you need to be, the leader your team needs you to be, the leader your family needs you to be, and the leader God expects you to be. I've been asked through the years uh, if there was anything I could tell a younger me what that might be. <laughs> and there's so many things if I could go back and tell the younger me, but the one that rises to the surface most consistently would be this. So this is to the old me. Please stop worrying about what anyone else thinks. It is a waste of time. Be unique. You want to stand out to really stand out? Then just be yourself. That's what I would say. The leaders that are making it today, that's what they're doing. The leaders are that are really getting noticed are those not only with new ideas, but those who are unique, those who are less worried about what others are thinking, and more worried about the needs that they can meet and the value that they can bring to the world that's pretty broken, quite frankly, and chasing after fame and fortune and chasing after influence. It's when we recognize our own brokenness and when we're finally comfortable in our own skin that will stop chasing that fame and we'll find our own fortune and we'll find it in ways that we can influence the world for good uh, on our own unique, uh, our own genuine path. But back to Churchill's painting for a second. Wouldn't you love to live in a world where we didn't feel the need to burn down the painting because we realized we were not perfect? <laughs> a world where we take who we are and we run with it. Some of the most successful leaders are those visionaries who can take a vision or an innovative idea and they can translate that into action. But what I've learned through the years is that 
Visionaries and innovators scare the pants off of everyday people. They can't see your vision or understand it. So to them, the visionary becomes this monster that's come to devour them, this innovation that comes to ruin their plans, this vision that expels them from their comfort zones or their status quo. And the way we see ourselves and the way others see us collides The truth is somewhere in the middle there. And for those of us who are spiritual or have a faith background, what God sees about us and what God knows about us, that's who we really are. We've come a long way. You know, one of the most common words and concepts in the business world right now is that word, authenticity. And in the business world, there's a lot of identity theft going on. Listen to me. Identity theft. Huge deal. Being a copycat is a form of identity theft. Don't be an identity thief. You have your own identity, and you need to own it, and you need to hone it. Own it and hone it. Um, I have a friend who likes to encourage people, and she always says, build the world you want to live in. So sure, build the world you want to live in, but remember this. If you try and build it with other people's foundation or other people's facade that other people have created, yours is just going to crumble because it's not really yours, I go to a lot of leadership conferences, and uh, I think it was last year I was at Catalyst uh, Leadership Conference in Atlanta, and Simon Sinek asked this question. He posed the question, why is there a self-help section in the bookstore? Where's the help other section? Just let that sink in for a second. I know, right? Why do we have such a large self-help section? Where is the help other section? We've got to stop focusing so much on ourselves and finding ourselves and figuring out who we are uh, is not really for our benefit. It's important we do that so we can figure out ways to serve other people. For those who find uh, power in purpose, we're going to be disillusioned by things or processes that seemingly have no purpose or importance or they seem trivial especially in comparison to eternal or lasting things. If we're going to put ourselves into something, we want it to be something with a greater purpose, right? So rather than who people think we are, don't get me wrong, who people think we are is important. I'm not discounting that, but we've got to stop allowing people to peddle that lie, that, quote, perception is reality lie. Uh, Sure, Understanding perception is important, and it's practical. There are people who are paid to manage perception. But the notion that many people peddle, this notion that perception is reality, it is a lie. And listen to me, it is unbiblical. It is wholly 100% opposite from the teachings of Jesus. Because oftentimes, what the world sees and what the world says and what the world really, really likes to get nasty about is that that person is this or that person is that. And you can enter your own condemning word here. The same with David. Other people saw a shepherd boy. God saw a hero who could take down a giant. And from a faith perspective, Satan would love nothing more than for you to believe the lie that perception is reality. You're not capable. You're washed up. You're not worthy. This person doesn't like you, so there must be something wrong with you. You must not be likable. In the business world, that lie, that quote, perception is reality lie, is really a fear tactic. In other words, someone's beating you at getting the narrative out there. Someone's branding better than you. And business people will say, if you want to change perception, you'll need a new marketing scheme. You'll need a new message. You'll need a new image. But here's the deal. A bad product is a bad product no matter how it's branded or marketed. People are a different story. People were never intended to be marketed or branded. 
And the truth is that when it comes to people, perception can be manipulated. It can be manipulated by gossip, by jealousy, by envy, by the news, even by our past People can be vicious, and the very best way to avoid that sort of manipulation is to be the most authentic person you can be. So what people see is what people get, and when we do that, and when we follow our passions, people are going to want to get what they see, and they're going to want more of that, because the truth is that there are way too many people falling all over each other to hear gratuitous praise, way too many people who want to jump on each other's coattails, way too many people who don't want to get out there and work, and quite frankly, way too many people who want what they want and have no intention of doing anything good with what they have or what they get. For anyone who's listened to me before, for anyone who has read some of the stuff I write, you'll know that it's important for me to make a difference helping other people make theirs. That's what I say. And for me, what I've learned is that some of the most crazy, awesome people out there are doing something more than what they're doing. And what I mean by that is this. They may be a businessman, a business person. They may be an artist. They may be a photographer. They could be a publicist. But in addition to any of that, they're doing some things that others may not even be aware of to make a difference in their world. So, Maybe uh, maybe a, th- a thing in their job or in their uh, business hustles, but they're also finding ways to do something for a greater purpose. Maybe they're building water wells where there need to be more wells. Maybe they're helping build more sustainable communities. Maybe they're helping with homelessness. Maybe they're supporting relief efforts. But any of that is in addition to what they do in their job. So those are things I like to highlight, and you'd be surprised at all the things that people are doing out there. There are a lot of successful people who are giving back and helping out their their fellow man for a greater purpose. So they may have uh, a business, but they realize that there are needs out there that are bigger than they are, and so they're finding ways to give back, and there are lots of ways to give back. So listen to me. I agree with Seth Godin, who says, people don't buy goods and services, They buy relationships, story, and magic. And that's just another way of saying people connect with our who and our why way more than they connect with the what. And the truth is, and here's the clincher, we're going to have way better relationships when we are the most authentic who we can be. People appreciate real, and it's much harder for the detractors and the naysayers and the selfish and those evil folks that are out there to create a false narrative around someone who is being the best who that they're supposed to be and the best weapon against these people who peddle that quote perception is reality lie the best weapon is that those people people who try to stir up trouble or destroy reputations the best weapon against that lie is authenticity because people aren't going to fall for their lies then but that's other people what if we're victims of ourselves What if we're doing this to ourselves? What if we're buying into a lie that we're not capable, we're just not good enough, that we can't be our most authentic selves for whatever reason? I want you to stop that, and I want you to find confidence in what you do know. You know that there are things that you're good at, and and there's a message that you need to be sharing out there in this noisy, noisy world. So my challenge for you with the solo summer episode is this. Number one, I want you to start doing the work of an archaeologist in your life. I want you to work to uncover the real you, maybe some passions or some interests or causes that you put away a long time ago, and I want you to unearth those things, bring them back to light, blow the dust off 
off those things, maybe ideas that you had, maybe things you grieved over a long time ago or you hid away because of fear of failure or lack of understanding. So become an archaeologist of sorts for a while. Take great care when you do this because you're amazing. You're going to unearth some beautiful, awesome things about yourself. Number two, once you start unearthing who you are and your passions, you need to figure out a way to serve people. What do you have that can bring value to other people? And number three, start connecting more with people. Find ways to connect. If it's spending time or money getting to know people in the online space, maybe joining some mastermind groups, things that you need to learn more about, then you need to do that. If it's going to conferences and networking and building relationships that, the, that way, do that. But there are also people who are not in the online space. And there are also people who are not at those conferences who really, really are, are probably closer to you right now. People in your community, where you live, where you work, and maybe even in your own home. that you need to start connecting with first. And they need to know the real you, the authentic you. And they'll appreciate who you really are way more than who you try to convince people you are. So just be yourself. And then number four, own your own narrative. You tell your story. You tell the most authentic story you can tell because people can identify with flaws and weaknesses and struggles and challenges. And those same people can cheer you on to victory and success. Let's get back to Churchill one last time. Remember that quote? I never worry about action, only inaction. So step out. Take some action. What do you need to do this week to be the most authentic person you can be? Authentic or authenticity may be an overused word, but it can never be lived out too much. So strive to be the most authentic person, the most authentic version of yourself. And I promise that's the beginning of something unique and amazing. And I would love to connect with you. If you haven't already connected with me on Twitter, um, I'm Chester W. Goad. Don't forget that W, Chester W. Goad uh, on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, you can find me there. I would also love it if you sent me a tweet or a message and let me know um, if anything I've said here has spoken to you. So that's it, my friends. That's the summer solo episode. I've got some interviews lined up, but if you know someone who might be a great guest on the Leader Bite, give me a shout out or send me an email. And you can send me that email at chestergoat at gmail.com. And check out some uh, of my other podcast episodes as well. Maybe some of my writing at chestergoat.com. And have a great day living out your purpose. And I'll keep trying to make my difference helping others make theirs. And until next time, keep living, keep learning. Keep leading, and we'll see you next time on The Leader Bite. Thanks for listening to The Leader Bite Podcast, bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Keep the conversation going at chestergo.com or on your favorite social media because leadership is a conversation worth having.